0: everyone and thank you for tuning into this episode. Today we're talking to a lovely lady that has been stirring the pot in the Arab world. As social media brings us closer together, cultures, traditions and more are being questioned, rebelled against. And people are looking and desiring the truth. So our guest today stands by the truth and is trying to break stigmas, taboos and gender inequality by tackling subjects that would be usually pushed under the carpet. Now, Rutana has just launched her new show, Fucked and Blessed. It's a comedic talk show based out of Los Angeles, but hosted by a Saudi Muslim woman. So, for those of you who don't know her, you will be introduced to her very quickly. But uh, Rotana reimagines sex ed and wellness as she is uncovering deep vulnerabilities and curiosities. So, enough with my introduction. And let's get talking to this amazing young lady. Rotana, thank you for joining to us today.
1: Assalamu <laughs> alaikum. Thank you for having me
0: it's i'm so happy to have you with us there's so many things that i want to discuss but i think uh, let's start with uh, a little question that we do believe we want to discuss you know uh you asked me when you first came on the show sophie where are you from and i said to you i'm half lebanese i'm half english and uh we had a discussion about why am i still in lebanon so uh Now, how does it feel being a Saudi lady based out of Los Angeles and still trying to fight for uh, women's rights and empowering women and uh, a really hot topic, which is sexual education?
1: Yeah, (laughs) Um, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, Sorry, I just saw my bluebird. Bluebird is my, like, uh, I don't want to say spirit animal because I don't think that's the PC way to say it, but uh, bluebird is my, that's my jam. So this is, like, already a... like a blessed conversation
0: um bluebird i just gotta say hi bluebird
1: (laughs) i i own i truly like i only see bluebirds when i'm doing shit that like i'm in line with or when i need to like get back in line so it's good um it's you know it's i'll say first that i've really struggled with the word um uh with these phrases like women's rights and activist and i really spent a long time pushing it away um, for multiple reasons. One, because here in America, um, there tends to be this, uh, you know, they really put you in a box of like, victim Saudi girl comes to America and now she's free and she's fighting for women's rights. And I really fell into that narrative um, in in a very deep way. We can talk about that later, but um, and that became all I was. And I got really addicted to struggle and strife and fighting. And then also the other reason is I think that there are real activists out there that, you know, are on the front lines and have dedicated their lives to this. I am an artist first, but I'm I'm learning to embrace that because I'm I, I am learning that activism comes in so many, you know, people are activists in so many different ways. So to answer your question, it's, it's really difficult. You know, there's a big, big part of me that wants to be home. You know, I want to be an activist and an artist at home, but I can't because it is unsafe. Um, you know, a lot of people sometimes throw shit at me on the internet. I <laughs> recently put out a song called Stuck in America and they're like, what the fuck are you complaining about?" Like you're not stuck in America, you're free. And I'm like, do you think I want to be here? Like away from my family and away from my culture. Do you think that this is what I want actually? It's, I, I can't deny that this country has given me so much freedom. It is given, it, I found my voice here. I really have, um, but it's not home. So I have a lot of mixed feelings about being here but it's, it's where I believe I need to be right now inshallah one day it'll be different
0: you know i think it's really interesting and what what you're saying to me is because i do feel the same way and um as i said i'm half english so people say to me you carry a british passport why are you still sitting in lebanon you could have a better life in the uk you could go and do do it from there you don't necessarily have to be based out of beirut you know bombed out crisis uh filled beirut now, I think it's uh, it depends on your heart, where you feel happiest, you know, where you feel most productive, whatever inspires you. I mean, again, it, it sounds this is sound going to sound a bit weird, but I guess crisis inspires me because in a way I'm trying to find a way out or talk to people or bring people together. So, um I can work here, I feel like I have a purpose here, I feel like I'm doing something, and I guess in your case, you're safe there, and you can speak there, and you're being able to sort of bridge a gap and and, and, and create a voice for yourself and others, so, uh, yeah, sometimes a uh, sacrifice is needed, you know, for the greater good, but at, at the end of the day... Yeah you're doing some good things and and, uh, people are listening and um, there's always doubters and haters that are always going to pick on everything you do. Of course, of course, of course. But, um, you know, uh, just being over there, is that what made this whole approach into this new show that you want to start easier? Um, And if you ever do want to go back, do you think this could be like a large hindrance, I guess?
1: Oh, girl. (laughs) Hindrances have been done. This this show is not what is hindering it, but it okay. So, what was the first part of the question? <laughs> what was the first part of the question.
0: Okay, so we're 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 in we've, we're in LA, and we found our voice, yes. and we're we're making a noise, um, and we've decided to to really take it to a level where we're 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 not just making noise; we're throwing punches, but quite quite loudly and uh, you have this affinity and you do want to go home and is this is this is is this a risk that you're taking where you ha- you might have to remove your foot from saudi
1: completely right i think that it's such a tricky question because you know as you know saudi is going through um an artistic renaissance of sorts. We have all of these uh, liberalisms that I think for the most part, they're cosmetic liberalisms, but I could be wrong, maybe I'm being pessimistic, but in general, like shit's changing, you know? I really hope I'm wrong, but shit is changing and like important things are happening. Women can drive, you know, the religious police is out of uh, power, things aren't segregated anymore. We have music, we have the arts, women are on stages. Like this, this is important. Big shit that's happening. So, and Saudi Arabia has always been quite arbitrary, like it's random. So, and that's been that's been such an interesting piece of my whole journey is that there's no there's there there are no actual laws, right, to look to (laughs) and be like, okay, well, if I do this, this will happen. Everything is kind of unprecedented. So, my big answer to you is I don't know, and then my sub answer is. I kind of already, um, I kind of already crossed that line in a way that I uh, didn't intend to. But in a way, in looking back, I don't know if you're spiritual. Like I do think it was part of the design of this path that I'm on, um, and I don't like to reference this because I don't like to like regurgitate the trauma. But I think it's important in the context of this conversation, and this conversation feels like serious and sacred enough. Um, at, at Form Festival in 2019, it's this beautiful festival in, in Arizona, Arco Santi. Um, I debuted my One Woman show. And I was, and my one woman show is a combination of original music and spoken word and dance and prayer, like, and I don't like to call it a show, it's a ritual, like it's a ceremony. We're literally entering like a, a dojo, as they call a sacred space. And so I opened my show with Surah Al-Fatihah from the Quran. And I don't see the Quran and prayer as separate from that, but long story short, this video went viral in a very negative way in Saudi and beyond. And it was, that was the point of no return. That, and I haven't been back since, that was the point where it's like okay now you are practicing a religious freedom that this country and this religion supposedly does not allow you to practice you are a woman you know reading the quran aloud you're dressed the way that you're dressed and you're mo- you're dancing like all of these things right show all so and that was in 2019 and needless to say I haven't been back since because there were a lot of really serious uh repercussions um none official none of them are official but then last year I released my music video sin again where I have visual effects with like lips on my tits like my 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 breasts are singing and it's like such a stunning visual but that and I don't think that that is a problem but it was obviously a problem culturally in you know, with family members. So my answer to you is like that ship has sailed. And I don't know. And that's part of, you know, that song stuck in America. It's like, I don't. I can't go back home now for so many reasons. And one of them is like, I don't know if it's safe. It very well could be, by the way. And it absolutely could not. And that's that's, I think, what I have signed up for with this path.
0: Yeah, this is the risk you're going to have to take, and uh, I think um, if you're not taking risks, you're not doing enough. So, uh, I I think I mean you're telling me the story. I told you I was born and raised in in Dubai and in Saudi, so I I understand the culture. Um, my dad yes. is Muslim Arab; he's not Christian Lebanese. He's Muslim Lebanese. Mm. So. I understand where you're coming from in that sense. So even when you said that to me, I was like, Oh <laughs> I didn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. I didn't necessarily feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed it, but I could just imagine what would have happened around me if it was her, just in, in regards of it being Surah al fatiha You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't people know. People
1: don't <laughs> believe this. Me not people don't believe this, but like I shocked myself because I was going around doing this this ceremony, one one woman show, uh, in living rooms and in backyards and in really safe spaces where I was allowed to experiment and be myself. And all of a sudden, I got booked in this this festival that's like way bigger than who I was. Is like the as an artist, I was not prepared. I didn't have a manager. I didn't have anyone. And It never in a million fucking years that I think someone was going to lift their phone up and it was going to go viral. I was like, no one's going to even come to this show. No one knows who I am. So I shocked myself and I really sat with it. You know, I spent a whole year grieving and also being like, am I the worst person in the world? Like, did uh, did I do a terrible thing? And looking back, it's like, I could have been so much more ceremonious with it but it really pushed me into this understanding that I don't believe that God and art are separate. And I don't believe that God and women's bodies are separate.
0: Yeah, I, And I don't I, believe that there's balance. one way to pray. Yeah, yeah. It's a, no, th- there's no one way of anything. Otherwise, these larger discussions wouldn't be taking place. We wouldn't be talking about um, non-binary and binary. And, and uh, we, we wouldn't be having these large discussions which are taking over everybody's lives, and, and it's changing a lot of ways of how we interact with one, one another. I mean, in some way, it's creating some form of polarization, which is, which is not what we want, you know. It shouldn't be us um, against them or them against us. I mean, there needs to be a platform for understanding. And if you're going to continue with the polarization, you're going to make it worse. So mm. you know, pushing boundaries and and taking sort of these these steps uh, across red lines, as we want to call them, are only going to probe uh, the unknown, and you're going to get a reaction, and and it depends on how you deal with that reaction afterwards, you know. And I think that's something you're sitting with me today and expressing. You know, I did grieve, that did hurt me. I did had to lo- I did have to look at it. You know, it wasn't just a big uh, up yours. You know, that wasn't the purpose of Never. it. Never.
1: Never. And I want to really like make clear that I, th- I, I think um I've heard from a lot of people that they have this, this uh, perception of me that what I'm doing is like, fuck you. And like, we're here to, re- I'm here to rebel. And it's like, no, no, I'm here to, to really discover who I am and to experiment and to try things and to authentically live um, like a full and alive life. And our generation of 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 Arabs and Muslims, like we are really in unknown territory, and we're gonna make mistakes. And I do believe that a part of that performance was was a mistake. It's like, okay, I'm saying that this thing is a ritual and a ceremony, but I wasn't framing it enough as a ritual and a ceremony. But it was a mistake. It wasn't a fuck you. It was an honest attempt at authenticity. And in in just because and 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 I would argue that in and just because the nia the intention is honesty it is inherently authentic so
0: but well, rotana i'm not going to, dis- <laughs> to disagree with you at all you know uh, as i said here i'm 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 probably one of the least person that judges uh, so um, I'm happy to have this discussion because this discussion is going to be truthful. It's going to be a way for you to be able to express yourself and, and us to have a civil discussion about it without people pointing fingers and, you know, getting yeah. uh, getting all riled up for no reason. I mean, at the end of the day people do things, people do make mistakes. And it, it, it's about how you process them and how you take them on. Like you're saying to me, I'm trying to find the balance. I'm re, I'm discovering myself, you know, and in the process, I'm going to hurt some people, but I'm also going to open some eyes. So what will mm-hmm. this show bring? What, what and, and why the comedic part of it? Is it to make it easily digestible?
1: Yeah, um, so, if you, if I may, I'd love to tell you like where Fucked and Blessed came from. Um, I have always, you know, I grew up, I was born and raised there. Um, I grew up very religious and like by choice. I went to Saudi schools and I loved, I loved religion. I loved ritual. I loved belonging to a community. I, I loved it all. I loved prayer. I loved the Quran. Um, and. I have always from a very young age been very um, erotic. And when I say erotic, there's a lot of misconception about what erotic means. When I say erotic, I mean like fully alive and primal and aware of this very feminine um, inner knowing, like a prowess and a power Um, from like a young age. Like I understood like, oh, if I move my, my, my hips and my pelvis, like this feels, this feels old this feels like people have been doing this for a long time um i was a sexual being i loved my sexuality you know i started like so everyone started masturbating at such a young age and i had a, a, such a fascination with it and i was also learning that my body was a sin and it was wrong and pleasure was selfish and 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 dangerous and so I really grew up with this and I really did a good job of maintaining these two identities of like Rutana, the Saudi Muslim that believes, you know, that good women aren't sexual and don't embody sexuality. And then the the private rutana that was very much embracing all of these things. And it re and it has slowly been reaching a, a boiling point to it start it started to affect my. My mental health really because I I was not allowing this part of myself to diffuse and I wasn't allowing myself to get into relationship with my sexuality and it like what what a terrible thing to suppress one of the most natural parts of of life. Um, and so fucked and blessed is was really like a I read one book. And then I ended up reading that opened up the floodgates and I talk about this all the time and in the show you'll hear me talk reference her a million times. Uh, Her name is Adrienne Marie Brown. She wrote a book called pleasure activism. I read this book. And it was the first time in my entire life that I understood that pleasure is not something that is frivolous or selfish. Pleasure is a necessary and vital part of life. And without it, we will perish. And we have really gone into an epidemic of, like, suffering and sacrifice as the ultimate virtues. And we have totally forgotten how important it is to... um, to get pulled into and stay in community and organize around the things that make us feel alive and and connected, so even though fucked and blessed is like is a is sex education quote unquote, it's a very different take on sex education because I'm not I there are lots of women they're like certified sex health you know educators that'll be like here this is your vulva this is what this does this is what the cervix says. that's not what I'm doing what I'm doing is I want to talk about what does pleasure mean why do we have such a such a tarnished relationship to pleasure what does the erotic mean and what is the place in the erotic in our lives as women in in finding full fulfillment what does it mean to to give enthusiastic consent do you know what you like do you know how to ask for what you like in real time all of these things that like are really to me, the foundations that you have to have before you even begin to think of like having a partner. So my intention with this show has nothing to do with my outward appearance. It was truly a way for me to get in right relationship with myself and tell myself, you are not dirty. You are not a bad person and here's why. And so I educated myself and then I basically got to a point where I had Way too many aha moments, and I was like, This is this would be a crime to not share this. And the, the comedy part came unintentionally like, I never intended for this just for show to be funny, but it's funny because I was so goddamn awkward making the show. And so, just so my director, Clara Aronovich behind the camera and it's just like so funny the dynamic of a Muslim girl and a a Jewish girl and and just like she's so educated she's so she's so uh you know she's just the opposite of me in so many ways and so the the kind of the interaction of that is hilarious but the comedy came because it's 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 awkward for me and there's so much that I don't know so that's why it's funny
0: I think I think what also is funny, oh, I Yes, it, it is, the, is the awkwardness. I think I can imagine myself doing it. I mean, if I'm sitting between me and my yeah. friends, I can crack some funnies. But put me put me in front of a camera. Um, actually, I was just having a conversation with a friend today, who said, "Sophie, let's record some stuff." And I and I said, "I can't do that. That's me." And if you put a, a microphone in my face, like everything just changes. Like I can't yeah. be yeah. as free. So. I think there's a this is a whole learning curve we we all have to sort of come to terms with you know is do yeah. we have to have this identity and that identity you know are, are they segregated are we multifaceted, you know or are we a one person as a whole so yeah. I think the fact that we're all having these discussions with ourselves and others I mean there is a big reason why this the world's in chaos it doesn't just stand with you know the the main things that we're aware of of coronavirus and pandemic and financial crisis. There's so many sub levels that yeah, are going of on. course. So addressing these course. things um, are necessary. I think uh, again, when I say to you, it's just when things are, are this is it and and that's that. It's black and it's white. There's no gray area. <coughs> the world maybe at the moment is so gray that trying to understand certain things. You know, and trying to find some uh, normalcy in the black and the white, sort of to bring us together. But anyway, um, I'm I'm up for all these discussions. I I'm curious. I just so much going on. I'm mind boggled most of the time. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, I think uh, one question I have to ask is: a show like this, would you say is received probably by by fans or people that follow you that may maybe live in European countries that. Maybe it would be hard for uh, women that maybe do really want to hear what you have to say, but might not necessarily mm-hmm. understand where you're exactly coming from, you know. Right. Um, as you said, you know, when I say erotic, I do not mean erotica, or I'm not talking about porn. I'm talking about something specific. I mean, how would you, how would that be interpreted in uh, across the waters? You know.
1: Yeah. Well, what's really cool about this show, I honestly think that anybody, anywhere is going to relate to this show because yes, I'm speaking about this from um, a Saudi and Muslim lens, but the Saudi and Muslim lens is literally, the lens of that is me being like, I don't know anything. Like I didn't know anything. And so (laughs) that's the lens girl. I don't actually have (laughs) much of a point of view because I just didn't know any of this stuff. And I really think that these themes of, us as, as human beings in general being detached from our bodies and not being in intimate relationship with our bodies, with our sexuality, thinking that pleasure is wrong and, and frivolous, um, not understanding what the erotic is. Um, these, are, these are not things that are exclusive to Saudis or Muslims. This is everywhere. I'm in LA, which is one of the most like quote unquote sexually liberated places in the world. And I am telling you that yes, sex is everywhere, like ass, titties, it's everywhere. But what I am talking about and what this show is addressing is you can be naked all you want, but that doesn't mean that you are in an intimate relationship with yourself. And that doesn't mean that you are erotic. Audre Lorde, who's an incredible feminist and activist, um, has as an essay that changed my life. And it's one of the episodes of Fucked and Blessed and it's called Uses of the Erotic. The erotic is power. And she talks about the erotic being deep and full feeling. And so, you know, hetero porn that is made by men for the male gaze. It's like, that is literally the, the negation of the erotic because you are not fully dropped into the present moment and allowing everything that is there to arise. So um, I think that these are concepts that I didn't understand and that in the world in general is very confused about. So it's, I think, everyone is going to relate to this show. And I'm not doing this like blow smoke up my ass. I'm doing it to really encourage people to like watch a couple episodes and don't be, you know, yes, I'm Saudi and Muslim, but this is such a universal presentation.
0: Um, I don't know how to ask this question, but it just keeps going through my head. And basically, um, I I want to talk about, we're talking a lot of heterosexual commentary or trying to deal with oneself or understand one's body. Um, And we're saying that uh, that's been going on for years and it's been in discussion for years and and heterosexuals are still having this problem. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of conversation are we having if we're going to start to look at the lesbian and gay and queer and transsexual and and non-binary communities? I mean, how, yeah. how would you how would you have someone who says there are two genders? There is female and there is male. Um, they, these are the body parts. These are the body parts. This is how this feels. This we're, we're doing this whole conversation. We've had this conversation, but then with someone who doesn't necessarily identify identify with either. I mean, what kind of conversations are we having there? Um and how yeah. far is this conversation going?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad you asked that. And that is part of, you know, I will be so honest with you. It as I was making this show, you know, it really like I began this journey of reading all this all these books and stuff like about two years ago. And I had zero understanding of 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 what trans really meant, I I did no research, I had no familiarity with it, I just knew in my heart that I accepted everyone, so I really had to do work for this, for this show, and, and there's a lot of reinforcement in this show that, hey guys, like, not all sex is penetrated, not everybody that has a vagina is a woman, like, really trying to, and I, and I know that you can appreciate this, and it was my honest experience is there's, there's introductory stuff about um, queer pleasure, um, trans bodies. What does it mean to be a woman um, or a, a female identifying being? So we have these foundations laid out in in, in season one, but season two is we're going to like, we need to really do the deep work. And the thing is like, you know, resources were limited for season one. And I don't think that I should be teaching these things. Season two will be more about bringing in the actual representative people of these topics. But um, to, you know, another part of your question is, I have learned pleasure and eroticism and freedom from queer and trans people.
0: I truly have. I, w- I was just thinking that, and that's why it, what led to this whole question um, is, is, you you know, I think society and the patriarchal system and, and, and it's like this and it's like that, and it's like this and it's like that. And we've developed all of these limited beliefs and weird phobias and, you know, uh, yeah. and control. Um, and I think for people that might identify as queer or, Um, not necessarily as you know um, wow I just tripped people who identify as queer have have had that struggle that they've had to come out of that shell and they've had to have these discussions with themselves um, and have felt comfortable having these discussions with themselves not necessarily anyone else and and have reached a different level maybe so I guess you know we're all sitting watching and learning and um, I think in the Quran, That's why, something my sorry, dad taught me. Yeah, my dad taught me in the Quran, it says, you know, you the Quran teaches you to continuously learn. Um, mm-hmm. So I think what we need to understand here is the world is changing. The world is changing faster than it ever did, you know, especially when those books were written um, due to the internet and technology. So uh, taking these things into consideration, it should just be a learning process. And, and tolerance and acceptance and compassion need to come along with it, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, just kind of, I want to also reiterate what, uh, just kind of piggyback on what you were saying, it's that what's really special about um, queer people and and the trans community is that these are beings that um, were severely rejected from their communities that know what it is to be ostracized. And so they had to get intimate with themselves. They had to go inwards and find, Their inner joy and their inner freedom and their inner pleasure, and they had to get to know themselves in that way because the outside world wasn't giving that to them. And what's bizarre is that actually we all need to be going on that journey. That journey for them is amplified, and so that's why I've learned so much from these communities. Is because they're do they're doing the work that we all need to be doing. It's unfortunate and it's sad that that is what has you know pushed them into that work, but. I am just so grateful for those communities and those people that have just been so brave. And I, yeah, just like queer people know how to love. They really, really do. They understand that we are all part. uh, And I'm like, when I talk about intimacy, I'm not just talking about like, oh, friendships and relationships. I'm talking about an intimate understanding that you are not this like lonely bubble in this big world. You are a part of the cosmos like well, you are a part of all of nature and not separate from it that's an intimacy that i very much see in in the queer
0: community yep and i think in this part of the world they 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 hide away so you don't necessarily get to engage with them yeah as much. so um yeah and and that's not a fault of their own but they're also you know even not. if you are in this society and you do want to engage you then become even you you question yourself so Yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but Rotana, I think we're running out of time. We've had a really long discussion, it was a wonderful discussion. I've learned a lot, and I can't wait um, to watch some of your episodes. We are recording this before uh, this is released, so that's why I haven't seen anything properly. So, We will we will see everything soon. So, Rutana, thank you for being with us today. It's been wonderful. Um, you do have my uh, listeners' attention, so if there's anything you'd like to leave with them, I think you've left a lot, but uh, I'm going to give you a, a couple of minutes here to say something. Go for it.
1: Thanks. Uh, actually, I don't feel like I have much to say. I will see you on Fucked and Blessed, but maybe we can just leave with a little bit of a song. How's that? الحلوه دي همتاجن في البدرية وديك بيتن كوكوكوكو في الفقريه يلا بنا على باب الله يصنع يا عيه فيك عالصباحك I'll see you on Fleck and Blessed.